0: Hey guys, welcome back. You are watching the after show for The Expanse, season 3, Fight or Flight. This is what's going on. We're changing alliances, talking the proto molecule, the kids and the Belters versus the Martians. Next, you're tuning into The
1: Destination for TV Superfan Discussion, Afterbuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a A slow mood song. It's not really like, like not yet.
2: Spacewalk.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, so it's been a year. We are back. Uh, I know I don't quite look like Carrie Lane, but she will be back to join us for the rest of the season. So I'm Rick Hong and I'm joined by somebody new in our cast.
2: Cherry. Cherry, yay! I love the show. Thank you. Oh yeah,
0: no, we, we we love having new people to come back, like on the show and everything. And uh, we'll see. We're gonna have a lot of fun surprises this season.
2: I'm hoping so. I love the cast. I love the show. I love the kids.
0: Um. So, what? So what? So what did you think? I mean, yeah. What did you What did you think of the return episode?
2: I thought it was a great bridge between what happened last season and then what's coming up this year. It's going to be a lot of the Belters versus the Martians versus Earth, as well as changing alliances, because I couldn't figure out if Fred Johnson and Drummer had been dating or something, but there's that weird undercore. Right,
0: right. Uh-huh. I, was, like, I had the yeah. same kind of thing that you did. And, you know, and granted, it's also been like a year since season two and then two years (laughs) since season one. So, but I joined this panel a little on the later side, like early, early on last season. And what I wanted to ask you, and maybe Carrie will ask it again, or I'm sure she's watching, but where's your allegiance? Are you a Belter? Are you a Martian? Or are you a Earther?
2: That's really hard because if you notice, I'm all about my Bobby. She's my girl. Um, I kind of am vacillating between um the martians and the belters i feel like i'd probably be a belter because i have absolutely no real useful skills in space but i'd like to think i'd be a martian because i'm like all genetically awesome or something but of course i don't look like i'm a martian martians look like they expect you to work out eat super healthy so i don't know i'm probably a belter
0: interesting (laughs) no i i because i i told carrie that uh hey i mean i'm from earth And, you know, someone even asked me this question the other day, you know, if you had the opportunity to go to space, would you go? And my thing is, mm, I just don't space does not appeal to me unless this Earth is in serious, dire consequences. Space does not appeal to me.
2: Oh, God, no. I totally would love to explore, but not in a ragtag crappy ship, but, like, in a nice ship. And I wouldn't have to be the captain, but I wouldn't necessarily want to be on the away ship all the time. But definitely, I'd love to explore. I'd love to see Mars. I'd like to come back to Earth sometimes, like the way Bobby when she came down last season, and she got to see water for the first time, like, real water, and how it was a come-to-Jesus moment for her. But... I could imagine going into space, colonizing another planet, and just sort of spreading humanity everywhere.
0: <laughs> spreading the, seed, spreading the, spreading seeds, the seeds, of, seeds of humanity. And, uh, hey, guys, I also wanted to say that we will be here every Sunday at 6 o'clock. I know the show airs earlier, but this is when we have the perfect time, so please come join us. We'll be here every Sunday uh, for the next 12 weeks, I guess, because uh, it's like 13 episodes. Yes. And I also wanted to say thank you to the people in the chat. Um, abk 88 and marvin richardson and jay becker thank you guys for joining in um hold on for a second um okay let's see i the reason i'm a little distracted is because we're trying to get kaz Anvar to skype in and so he says text me right now um
2: okay. well, I hope right. So.
0: cool i'll load him up okay hold on on air now
2: And I try and live tweet before the episode, so if you're free at 5 o'clock, I'll be tweeting about the show and what I think and what we should be talking about or what I want to talk about.
0: All right. Well, without further ado, you said it. The show pretty much picks up right where it left off. Yes. And
2: And it was, oh my gosh, they're still on the ship. I was looking at Christian and I'm like, girl, they're trying to kill you. What are you gonna do?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, no. And then the whole thing is, is, okay. So we start with right. So we start with. Uh, I mean, that's not where we start, but like, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll just go with Avassarala. We'll go with that storyline for a second. Mm-hmm. So she's there, she's safe, and then we have um, we've got Katir, who at the time was very bloody, looked like he might be dying, but they've t- healed him.
2: Yes, thank goodness. I liked him.
0: And then and then your hero Bobby is in that Robocop suit, all badass
2: kicking ass taking names she's a feminist icon that i really love and enjoy um i really liked it and i especially loved when she was like you're fired (laughs) because she's like you know dude, don't walk off and when she had to like open the door and she just fires wildly i thought that was so funny because it's so
0: yeah (laughs) i think it's true it's i know it's it was i thought it was interesting that like Avassarala like was very just like what are you giving me Yes, Yes. I mean, because like in my circumstances, if someone is trying to kill me or I know that I'm aboard someone else's ship trying to be assassinated, then I want a weapon. I want a weapon. I want something to protect myself. But she was very just much like, don't give me this thing. I, don't, you know? And then she's like, why are you leaving me? And it's like, we got to do something. We can't stay in this room.
2: Well, she's used to security staff. And it's like what happens in real life. If you're not used to having a gun or how to react when stressful things happen, usually people in their homes shoot family members, and not some random stranger. You get scared and you shoot. It's like what she did. She was like, if she'd had a um, a rapid fire gun, I could just imagine her just... Do, 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 up in the ceiling because she right. just was out of control. And then when he was like, yeah, just go on and give me the gun, girl. So, <laughs> but she's like a politician. I mean, how many politicians really carry guns or really defend themselves? You know? Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so like what I want to do, though, I, I do want to go back to the opening where we see that there is definitely war. War is going on. Yes. I mean, it's all-out war, and actually when I even got to talk to Kaz on the carpet, if you guys watched, uh, I tweeted earlier a link where I interviewed him, and he even said it. It's it's all-out war this season.
2: Yes, it is, and it feels to me as if Senator, Secretary Gillis... Mm -hmm. And, is, and, and, and Aaron Wright. Yes. It seems to me, Sandiver and him, whether he wants to admit it or not, he's looking at this as a way to consolidate his power. Because how would you just immediately say, oh, well, you know, you said my girl is trying to overthrow the government. Do whatever you need to. Not even, like, try and bring her in alive. It was like, yeah, do what you need to. Which I took to mean, kill her without any questioning, and I'm just going to go on and take your word for it.
0: Yeah, like, Aaron Wright is like just like the... I mean, I'm waiting to see when... Jules Mal pops up again, if at yes. all, but which I'm sure he will. But like Aaron Wright, definitely seems to be the like big time bad guy yes. puppet master for this season.
2: And I can't figure out exactly what it is that he wants. It doesn't feel like he. It feels more like he wants to be behind the scenes versus being the new president. I think he wants to just pull strings and do whatever he wants. But I almost wonder if it's not about him taking over earth and being the leader of earth cuz i could have sworn last season when they thought earth was getting ready to get bombed that he was ready to bounce somewhere else. So i think he's all about himself, but he's all about some sort of power or maybe he's working with someone cuz i don't think he's he can't do all that by himself.
0: That's a good that's like you know that that's a good you pose a good question. I mean, what do you got? What do you guys think? You think you think he's doing it I mean, is he, is he on his own or do you guys think that he's with some other people? Uh Jump, jump in the chat. I'm reading it. I'm going back and forth, like going back, talking to Cherry and Weinberg has and maybe Skype in. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, right. It's just like Aaron Wright's like saying, let's do it. In uh, the secretary generals, it's like, let's let's formal declaration of war.
2: That's to protect himself. That way, if anything goes off the rails, he'll say, well, the entire council said to do it and it wasn't just me. So I think that was sort of like a punk move to protect himself. And he knows that it's happening too quickly. But I think for optics, he's willing to go with the war because he wants... I think he wants some sort of consolidation of power as well because he was really happy to throw Christian... Christian under the, boss Ralla, yeah, yes. right, uh-huh. under the bus, yeah, right, uh huh,
0: under the bus. Yeah, so let's so then let's go let's go to the dynamics of the ship. I mean, everybody uh, is ticked off at Naomi. They're so mad at her
2: that the minute she says something, they'd be like, "Well, no, let's go and say the children." I was like, "Dude, you're already ready to go to the other." Oh, now that she says something, you're gonna like switch it off. I understand why you're upset. But I understand where she came from. The best way to make sure everyone's equal is for everyone to have a nuclear weapon. That way, it's a case of mutual destruction.
0: Mutual <laughs> yeah, yeah, destruction. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you hit me, I'll hit you back. Yes. Type thing, as opposed to like if you hit me, then I just go down, and it's it's only one. It's only like one species that's surviving.
2: Yes, because the Belters have been powerless and just. On the whims of whoever happens to be in charge, from the Martin, Martians to Earth, with no autonomy of their own. And now that um, Fred Johnson has this power, he's able to. He's going to start coming to the table. For a long time, I think he was asking for equality and asking for tre- decent treatment. And now he's like, no, he's demanding it. He's saying, I've got a gun. You've got a gun. So what? What are you going to do? You're going to have to listen to me now.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, so we see, like, we we get there and we see, like, one of the the opening. Because, like, at the end of last season, I had to watch it just to kind of get a rehash before Mm -hmm. I started watching this episode. And at the end, it's like, right, we see Naomi fessing up to Holden. Yes. So we're kind of like, oh, okay, big cliffhanger there. And we see those two having a conversation. Now when we cut to this episode, we have Amos and Alex talking to each Mm -hmm. other. And, you know, Alex is like, you know, our family's falling apart you know and amos is just kind of like yeah you know he's like we got to fix this and so it, and it's it's interesting because here, we have a fearless leader, and I think I know somebody that can help heal this if she was on that ship, is our very own Maria Menounos. And um, if you guys want to have fun, learn and grow in all areas of your life. And for those who do, we've got the perfect podcast for you, Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. It's hosted by our After Buzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness, Two career relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know it was us, the Expanse After Show, that sent you there. And Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out. I mean, I, I wonder, you know, if they could, I mean, like currently the ship <laughs> at the second is called the yes. It's Like, I wonder if they could, they could get a podcast. Yeah. You know, just like, just chime in to Maria. <laughs> and say, hey, okay, let's listen to her. Let's let's see how we can kind of heal this process of, like, what's going on with us. But
2: This past week would have been really helpful because she had Lori Kilmartin on who really used humor to deal with her father's death. And I thought, you know what? A lot of humor is able to diffuse situations. And if they could maybe laugh, maybe everyone would at least have a conversation with Naomi instead of giving her the silent treatment.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, but we do see an interesting kind of... Conversation between Prax and her. Yes. Where he, he I mean he hasn't been a close knit part of that group mm-hmm. yet. So and although he's kind of going through his own trauma at the moment, he's kinda of trying to like lighten the mood up with her a little bit. Or mm-hmm. just, he has like this like weird kind of subliminal message about <laughs> maybe not feeling so bad or it'll get better.
2: And his plant pens, which I find very amusing. Um, I think part of Amos's problem is that he and Naomi have been so close. They were the two musketeers. And I think he feels more betrayed that she didn't tell him before and gave him sort of like an option to at least talk to him about it. And so I think that's his anger and his hurt. And as far as James, they were sleeping together so that's why he's mad. <laughs> yeah, gonna right. going to totally oh. forgive her because she's hot so you know how men are. He'll be like girl I'm
0: mad at you but Dang. And I mean no so <laughs> not only that but yeah like they had the the relationship relationship They had a real relationship. And then he's also the captain. Yes. So it's like he's like he's like double whammyed blindsided by betrayal.
2: And he totally freaked out on the coffee machine. And I think that cuz normally he's usually in the first 2 seasons he's been pretty calm and able to control his emotions at least internalize it while he's thinking things through but this betrayal to him as well as His fear, I think we're going to see cracks more and more because I saw cracks in this episode because he had been turning to Naomi and now he can't turn to her. And he's on his own again. When he was on his own in the first season, he was breaking apart.
0: Got it. So Marvin Richardson, I I like what you had to say here. He's like, you can't call the shots when your people don't trust you. After all she did to Amos, he always forgave her and blamed himself for doing wrong. This time he knows she's wrong.
2: I agree with that to a certain degree, but if everybody else has a proto molecule and the Belters don't, that leaves them at such a disadvantage. And she may have been wrong to give it to Amos without telling everyone, but I have to say, I think Naomi was right as far as giving him a proto molecule.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to yeah we'll get to Fred and those guys in a second. So like yeah like but like you were talking about plant about plant puns was uh so th- yeah this is what Prax <laughs> says and Naomi is uh, seeds come out of the fire. So yeah, so he's kind of saying like you know you can re- you can kind of regrow relationships, I guess.
2: I think their relationships are going to permanently change. I think they will come together because they're on the ship and they don't really have any option other than that. And they're all motivated by wanting to do what's best for humanity. But right, I think no matter what will happen, they'll always have a slight distrust and anger about what she did and her choice to do it so sneakily without saying anything to anyone else because they had been talking about what to do with it and whether to give it to someone else. And all of a sudden, she unilaterally decided, no, I'm going to do this. I understand where they're coming from, but I understand where she's coming from as a belter, which yeah. is her first loyalty to her people or her tribe.
0: So, what they, 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 I think is like the most interesting thing about this show compared to other shows is. You don't keep changing the ships' names or you don't keep jumping on to different ships. At least or maybe I'm thinking, you know, of at least Star Trek where it's always <laughs> like the Enterprise. Or in Star Wars it's always the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I mean, they go from, like, a completely different ship in the other seasons. And then they find this one. They they call it the Mm Rocinante. And now they've got to, like, disguise it because they're in the middle of this war. And they're like, dude, we're going to get killed if we're called this. So what did you think of them changing it to the Contorta and, like, Prax's kind of idea about the name?
2: I loved that because it is going to be born out of the fire. And I agree. They have to do something. They need to like color their hair and cut their hair too, as well, because you know everyone recognizes them, and someone's going to turn them into the Martians or turn them into the Earthers or betray them somehow. Um, and I don't. As much as I like Fred, I don't know if I really trust him all that much. And for sure, I don't trust um... Aaronite. Right? Yes, I don't trust him.
0: Well, would you? So would you? Like, I, I thought that his story to the secretary general. The secretary general is just like, why don't you tell me about yes, all these yes. things? And he's like, he's just, he kind of likes like, well... I did mess up, but this is the reason I messed up is because. And he started talking about how like they kind of like he and yeah. Vasarala had this personal relationship, and so at first I was thinking, "Wait, what?" But then he goes, he alludes to the fact of like, "Oh, she's like a mother to me." Yeah. Even <laughs> though I want to say they seem like they're pretty relative
2: in, in age, age yeah.
0: right? I mean, <laughs> but you
2: know, men like to date someone twenty years younger than them. So, but she's um, but hey, she sir- looks yeah, hot. She
0: yeah, looks she's looks beautiful. Good. Maybe she's just too assertive for him like she's i mean she's a strong she's a strong woman, woman
2: and a powerful woman and I do feel in past episodes last season, he tried to manipulate her, but she was like, no. No, because she's too strong. I I know your game, your boy, and I have no time for your mess.
0: But in the yeah, and he's like, he's given the story about how she, she's a conspiracy. Like, she started all this stuff and how, like, she's creating a shadow government. I mean, that is very conniving. He
2: is going to take all the stuff he's done and somehow put it on her name. And he has to kill her because... If she is alive, it's really hard to rewrite history when someone's alive saying, no, that didn't what happened. And I have proof here and I have this and I have these people with me. Um, So I think it's going to be a cat and mouse game as far as them, A, getting back together again because the other people are on the escape pod and they're on that super fast ship and they're going in opposite directions. Um, But I think Bobby will be able to take care of Afus
0: Rala. Boss, oh Vassarala. yeah yes. yeah yeah I know dude it's not a, it's not an easy I shouldn't call you dude but it's I'm saying I'm saying dude in general that's my lingo but just uh, Avasarala then. is not an easy name to pronounce and luckily like because I was on this panel last season I got to hear it a lot so a lot. right but or calling Christian and that's like that's kind of what's interesting about the show mm-hmm. is depending on character and even depending on us on this panel people go they go back and forth mm-hmm. between saying Avasarala between saying Christian. You know, even um, Aaron Wright. Mm-hmm. Like, Sadevere is his name. Like, I-, I can't even pronounce that guy's first name, <laughs> so I just call him Aaron Wright. It's it easy right. for me. Yeah, it's it's easier for me to say that, to say Sadevere, or how the guy's, like, actually pronouncing his name. But I'm reading it on the captions, and I'm like, what is going on there? So There's
2: always something going on with him. And I cannot wait to figure out what his motivation is, because it's not just power. There's something going on with him. Um, and I know he has something to do with the part of molecule. I mean, he's up to craziness. But... As far as family, since he tried to insinuate she's like a mom to him, I loved how Alex said goodbye to his family when he wasn't sure if they might survive or not. Yeah. That video, that was really... I really want to see more of his family and see what's going on because that last moment when he said, I've never been able to tell you, but I want to be in space. And that's why I'm like, dude, that's not really a a loving goodbye. (laughs) A loving goodbye is say, I love you, I'm so Sorry. That's too much truth. Oh, it, well, it's interesting. I
0: wasn't expecting that scene, and mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And if Kaz is able to join, join in, we'll talk to him more about it. But that is almost like if you're an actor, mm-hmm. that's like a huge monologue. Yes. It is a huge monologue of just something to have to, like, sit there and say. And so, like, I was just like, I was, like, man, if, like, you know, for the actors that are out there, and if you like The Expanse, I mean, even if I was an actor, I, that might be a piece that I would sit there and take mm-hmm. just to see, like, how well I could replicate it. Like, I mean, Kaz, I can't do it better than you, man, but, you know.
2: <laughs> no, but I can do anything better than Kaz. And that was a really good emotional connection for me, because I've always liked his character, even when I thought he was kind of evil, but now, and that was really kind of season
0: one where we're yeah. still getting to know everybody, <laughs> and they're pitting everybody against each other. We're still under, trying to understand everybody's factions and their loyalties and why they have it. I completely agree with you on that one, where you were kind of saying like, "Yeah, was he a good guy? Was he not a good guy?" And we're seeing that they're all good, but they're mm-hmm. but we're knowing more about their characters and their personalities and like, why they are who they are.
2: And the shades of gray and where their loyalty lies. His is with his family. His family is in Mars and others are with the Belters and others will be with Earth and then others are just with humanity and I think as the season progresses that's going to affect how they make decisions and why they're doing certain
0: things. Yeah, I mean, so even for him, it's, the, I mean, because they, like they alluded to it last season that he had this family. Yes, and then, right, and so like now, like this opening episode. That's what I was saying. Is like it's not something that I would have expected right away. Mm-hmm. Maybe later on, or maybe to develop a little bit more, or maybe that's a hint towards down the line, which we'll get into in a, in a little in a little <laughs> bit. But I, yeah, it was. But I, I mean, because I guess it's that thing, right? His current family is falling apart. Yes, there's issues. So he clearly he's thinking about his real family. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and he's feeling lonely and lost because he isn't having the same emotional connection that he had with everyone before since they're all fighting and not talking and they're all being torn in different directions and trying to figure out how they're going to survive i mean it's one thing if you think you're going to die and then you can just go on with what you're doing but now they're thinking oh hey we might survive this we might live and so now they're he's going to have to reevaluate what he's going to (laughs) do
0: so okay guys um so like i said the Expanse Season 3 is back. We will be here every Sunday at 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And you guys can find us online at AfterBuzzTV.com. But what I also wanted to know, let you guys know is you can find us also on iTunes. Please give us five stars, you know, for, for our after show because uh, that's the only one that works. Four, four doesn't really work. And I'll make sure that if you guys do that, we'll give you a shout-out and everything. But um, And we're so happy that you guys are tuning in. Yeah, Marvin, you're still here. Fulgorex, X, welcome. Uh, let's see. He's, like, saying. Fulgorex X is saying. Aaron Wright has played his cards so well. I hate him so much now. <laughs> actor has done an amazing job, very believable. Volker X, I absolutely agree with you. He was great as the brother on um Oh, uh, what was the what was the show on HBO with Bill Paxton where he was a he had like he had multiple. A bunch wives. of wives.
2: Oh, that one show. Um
0: I know, right? We sister can't sister wives of it. Or whatever. Yeah, I, know, I never I watched know, them, it. It is Sister Wives, but I can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, he's a brilliant really actor.
2: He is really good. And I was like, I don't like you very much. I don't know what's going on with you, but mm, nah, I wouldn't want you in a, a room with me with a knife.
0: Yeah, I mean, so let's... Okay, so let's go back to... Let's go back to, like, avassarala Bobby, and Katya. So now, now they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get out of this ship? What do we need to do? Uh, because clearly, like, we're marked for death. And if you guys remembered, and I don't know if you did, but, like, if I hadn't watched the season finale, I might have, I might have forgotten about it, but there was a... Uh, Let's see. At the time, he was called a junior electrician, I think, that she had stuffed into like a like a locker. Yes. And she goes <laughs> to pull him out, and we find out that his name is Theo. And they're actually going to use this guy to get some help to like understand what's going on in the ship or sit so there and say, like, point us in the right direction.
2: I'm happy they didn't leave him there to die. So that proves what a good person Bobby is. Because she could have left him. You know, she'd been like, whatever, we're out, we're done. And I have to say, it was sort of funny how those two pilots were like, Oh, we're just pilots and then boom it's like, No we're not in your games. You're not wearing any uniform so
0: Yeah, no, and the <laughs> other thing too is that they find out like right, like missiles are being launched their way, so they actually have to get off this thing. Yes. And this is where Avasarala has the best lines she's like you know she's she like here's about the missiles and she's like he's like that that whatever piece of you know POS and then she's like I will have his ball shaped in the ground <laughs> and it's just, she gets the best lines and that's awesome. always like I mean like that's what was great about last season is we talked about Avasarala and just the lines that they give her I mean I can't think of a, like a more of an actress on her level that would not enjoy the role that she does <laughs> because she's given the good snippy lines she's playing a strong woman that's not weak whatsoever I I mean, I think that for me, the first time that I've seen her even be weak was just her not accepting the gun, Mm -hmm. which is also not showing that she's weak. It's just not in her personality to hold something of of harm because she's a peacekeeper. She's
2: a peacekeeper. And sometimes it's more dangerous to have a gun when you don't know how to use it than to not have a gun. Um, And she does have great lines. She's such a strong female character. Totally appeals to my really pretty much all the characters on The Expanse, especially the women, are so well done. They have motivation and their characters are not dependent on a male to have a speaking part or they're just independent. They're like independent, sentient beings the same way the male characters are. So that's one of my favorite things about the show. But I think that's because the writers of the book work on the TV show. So they know the characters and that's why they're so
0: rich. Yeah. I mean, and what do you think about the... Uh... Yeah. Oh, look who we look who we got! We have do we have sound, Stephen? Hi, guys, you there? Yo, dudes! Oh, you can hear us.
2: Hey, we were just talking about you.
0: This is awesome. This is awesome. Wait, so are you on a plane? Or are you in the like in the
1: airport? I I am in Florida. I just landed.
0: Thank you, thank you. So it's like it's like what? Uh, yeah, nine nine thirty in Florida.
1: Yes, it is. It <laughs> is nine thirty eight, Florida time
0: all right so i'm gonna rewind for a second so we actually talked about your big monologue scene
1: oh did you now
0: yeah and i i was i was saying if i was an actor that would be like one of those scenes that i would like love to pull in terms of like how you like read it and how you had to do it obviously i would never be able to do it as good as you but (laughs) i mean what, what were your thoughts like when you got the script
1: um, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> these guys are going to put me through the ringer, man, and uh, and I'm not going to lie, it it was kind of like the, the weight that was hanging over my head and the weight around my neck thinking, oh man, when are they planning to shoot this, I need time to learn all those lines, it's like two pages of monologue and then they told me we're going to be chopping together um, bits and pieces of um, what everyone else is going through. And it's going to underscore uh, your monologue. Is going to underscore all the rest of the Rossi crew. And I was like, "Damn, that sounds beautiful." And that's a lot of pressure on me. And well, so uh, I just, I just went through it. And then, um, and then I talked to. Uh, I, I took a look at the, the the monologue, and I was working it, working. It. I was having some problems with it, just in terms of uh, getting getting the emotional links. And uh, I went and talked to our. Um, uh, big Cheese and uh, the Master of, and Commander, Narain Shankar, who is our oh, uh-huh. showrunner. Uh-huh. And I asked him, I said, listen, I'm having some ideas. I wonder if we could move this over here and do this instead of this. And I was thinking, you know, it'd be nice if I could call my kid a little nickname. You know, I'm sure I call him something. <laughs> and uh, maybe I could say something that I know annoys my wife. Uh, like I have some bad. And so we worked all these little things in there. Uh, and he, he like, and he said no to some stuff and he said yes to some stuff and we restructured. And by the time we were done, I had something that I was really, really comfortable with. And so then if I screwed it up, it's my fault.
0: It was really good. (laughs) No, it was great. How, how long did it take to shoot that scene?
1: Uh, you know, not long enough. It was, (laughs) uh, it was, you know, two, like, I think I got like four cracks at it. And, um, and I have to say my director, Brett Eisenberg, um, Uh um, he, he let me do three, four times and then he came in on the last take and he said, Hey, why don't you try something? And I was like, what? He goes, I want you not to know that you're going to confess all of this. You're just calling them to tell them to be careful.
0: And then, it, in, and
1: then, like, then you're and you're blubbering it all out. And 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 I'm like, damn, that's a good idea. And uh, so, like, it was really a, a collaborative effort. You know, we had amazing writers. Uh, I did my part. My showrunner did his part, and then the director did his part. right in the eleventh hour, and uh, and I think that last take is the one that that we used most of for for that gut wrenching part at the end. And it wiped me out, man, because. You know, I was pulling on stuff that I have in my past and my life and, and that hit me. When he gave me that note I like I was like, holy shit. He didn't know he was gonna say this stuff. And he just realizes it while he's talking to her. And that's a that's a heavy hammer to fall on a man, you know? No, that's that's, that's awesome heavy.
0: because you're such a pro that, like, I get I can't tell, you know, I can't tell, like, I was trying to figure it out, I was like, God, did it take him a long time to prep for that thing or not? Because I know when you joined us last season, you know, you were saying that a lot of the times because you're flying the ship, you're kind of actually, like, by yourself or most people have, like, Ooh, it's like they've kind of That prepped. was
1: that, too. It was that, that scene, too. I'm all by my lonesome up there in the in the Rossi cockpit.
0: And then, yeah, it's just a big chunk of dialogue. So I'm like, oh, that's like mm. when you're when you're in classes and stuff. I mean, like, you know, back in the day when you're starting out as an actor, it's like, all right, here's a monologue. Go do it. I'm like, oh, that's like the perfect practice.
1: Oh, uh, hold on. That's <laughs> my – no, that's not my fault.
2: <laughs> that was such a good monologue because at first I thought it was just going to be a traditional I love you, I miss you, be better. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I – Like not, I like being in space and not being with you. That was like that. As a woman, that hurt me so bad. If I was your wife hearing that, I'd be like in tears. I'd be
0: very upset.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody had to receive that email. So what's going to happen? Who knows?
0: Well, so do you think, um, because how far, how far along are you guys now? Oh, you, fin- you finished the season.
1: Oh, we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Uh, so oh, I can't, we, I can't, this, ask, I can't this dig too far, This season is like a runaway locomotive, man. It is just, whoosh, it just goes. And did you guys know? Did you see? I posted this. Did you see what we got on Rotten Tomatoes? No. Oh, I didn't get to see it yet. 100%. Well,
0: well, I mean, that's oh, not a surprise. Yeah, Come on, I mean,
1: yeah, we what? got, we got. What do you mean a surprise? Nobody gets hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: That was one of the we best 100%, episodes. We got 100% I've Yeah, hundred
1: percent fresh, and we got the hundred percent popcorn. Wow, that's amazing. That's like, that's like rare, man. That's like uh, if like Donald Trump ever told the truth.
0: <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Yeah, it's not. It's not that rare. <laughs> so. I want to talk about this episode. You guys are all fighting on the ship, and it just feels like a mm. lot of shifting alliances. It feels like you all decided to just go against Naomi because you all are just so mad at her.
1: <laughs> we, we powwowed, and we kind of like said, let's just, let's just piss her off. Now, I mean, come on, think about it, though. We are, uh, we are a ship that has become a family. We are a mixture of Belters, Martians, and Earthers. Right. We have, we have no political alliance. We are not, we're like um, an independent nation. The Rossi is like an independent nation. We have no homeworld. We have no, uh, we are an island of our own. And, you know, I, and I said it in the scene. It's like, I wanted to give that shit to Mars, man. Mm-hmm. But you guys all were against me. So we took a vote and we said, fly that crap into the sun. And I accepted that. Alex accepted that. And it's like, and then you go off and you do your own thing without telling us? That's not fair. What the hell kind of disrespectful thing is that to do? Now, that's just Alex's perspective, right? Yes. It's like you went and made a big mistake. Now, imagine you are Amos who, you, who counts on Naomi's morality as his compass in life. Like, he has lost his sense of morality. He doesn't know how to make those decisions for himself. So he latches on to a good person who he trusts, and then she goes and does this. Right, we talked yeah. about Yeah, exactly. So, like, whatever Alex is going through, Amos is going through something even more profound, and then, you know, imagine you're holding. Mm-hmm. and you you love this girl, and you're, you're, like, wrapped around her, and you've lost one woman, and now you've got this, and all your trust is in her, and then she goes behind your back, and does this thing that you almost died for, and then she gives it to someone that, like, he doesn't even trust. It's like, it just blows everyone's mind. It's such a breach of trust, mm-hmm. and on on many levels, uh, you can't recover from that. Like you know, you can't just say sorry. Right? Oh, no, okay. exactly. It's yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, because they're, they're nuclear weapons. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So, what pretty can much, we yeah. what can we expect from your character this season? So you don't give away too much, but you can give us a little bit of a hint.
1: Well, Alex has grown a lot uh, in the past two seasons. He's gone from being very insecure, kind of. Uh, You know, like a little glorified bus driver is what he called himself. And he has matured and he's gained confidence. And he's now starting to see himself as what he should have been. Uh, He's realizing his potential. And he now sees himself as being able to really contribute. And as he said in his speech, uh, which is really kind of a sweet thing, he says, I just want to do some good out here. Like he really just wants to be able to do good. That's what he's always wanted in his life is to do good. And now he has a family. And, and he has grown so much that he now was finally able to face these failures in his life that he had never really been able to face before. He's finally allowing himself to mature to say, you know, I was not a good husband. I was not a good father. I was not a good Martian. Like, I, like everything that makes a Martian a Martian, he failed at. Like, he wasn't good at – because Mars is supposed to have lots of kids. He wasn't good at being a father. He wasn't good at being a family member. He wasn't good at being uh, the Marine because you're supposed to terraform, and it's all about focused on the, the Mars vision. And he wasn't good – he was very much focused on just flying. He had to get out there and just do his thing. So I think now you're, you're getting to see now the Alex that once he's grown, he's now starting to figure out what he's meant to do, who he's meant to be, what's important to him, and this family – He's discovered on the Ross he's super important to him and it's like he'll he'll do anything he'll do anything to, to keep that family because he, he lost everything else
2: mm-hmm. Naomi was wrong but I'm surprised she even told them that would have been a secret I kept to my grave
1: what, what you you fought, you who was wrong oh, Naomi. Oh, Naomi. Naomi she was wrong yeah. she uh, kept, you, that you kept that to herself
0: secret you sneaky <laughs> little bugger <laughs> <little booger. laughs> It, show, it, shows how cherry, it shows how Cherry operates in real life. <laughs> nah, i kidding. I'm, here. Here's I'm kidding. I'm Here's kidding. the thing.
1: As Alex would probably say, he'd bring up some kind of Texas wisdom and say, you know what? You keep that poison inside you, it's just going to fester and burst and it's going to kill the host. So you got to let it out at some point. Yeah, it's going to hurt, but then it has a chance to heal.
0: Wait, so are you currently in Florida for a role? Is that, is that, is that where you're uh, gonna... I, I I am here to shoot a movie. Yeah,
2: Ooh, I am. Can you tell us about it?
0: Uh, no, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Hey, but so can we actually have you in? Because you're you're great. You know, you're always great to Skype in. We've had you here after Buzz. We love you. You love us, which is awesome. Will we, Mm -hmm. can you uh, come into the studio, like, later on in the season? And uh, Carrie will be back.
1: I'm going to be gallivanting all around. I've got two movies to shoot. Wow. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, we hear about season four Pickup. And I'm counting on you guys to help us do that absolutely yes. uh, Always. we need eyeballs we need eyeballs on TVs uh, for the next few weeks because uh, those ratings are all about who's watching the show in the first seven days after it airs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will get a whole hopefully season four pickup and then I'll be probably starting to shoot in Toronto by the end of the summer and um, and but so sometime between. May and August I'll pop in awesome there. awesome I love it was I love awesome. it yeah, I, always love,
0: I mean like love seeing you on the screen love seeing you on the carpet but I always love seeing you in person yes absolutely alright well thank so, you we're gonna yeah we're gonna wrap up uh, the recap for this episode thank but thanks you. for calling us and coming in and
2: my
1: talking friend.
0: and everything yeah. and uh, we look forward to talking to you again
2: yes thank just you gonna, so much just
1: gonna put on my, my hat <laughs> stay warm <laughs> stay warm in warm Florida,
0: Florida. <laughs> get
1: ready get ready for uh to, to pick up my luggage now.
0: Oh, right. fun
2: Thank time. you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs>
0: alright have Bye. a good one. Oh, what a treat that was awesome oh
2: my God, that's so, so cool that he called in yeah He's well awesome. we had
0: has, he came in here with Wes for the season finale last season so like every time I see was, was like can, can you come in can you come in and <laughs> and guys you know that's what we're gonna try to do we're gonna try to get you know Kaz come in Wes to come in um, gonna try to reach out to Steven straight I know I think believe Naomi called she wasn't living she wasn't in the US so I believe Carrie got on a call with Naomi last season so like we'll try to get more people but let's try to wrap this up so okay so So Fred Johnson and Drummer seem Mm -hmm. to have some sort of weird relationship. Yes. And she's kind of annoyed at him because he's kind of, you know, let Anderson Dawes know that, hey, I've got this bargaining chip.
2: That's because Anderson Dawes is a snake who is willing to do what he thinks is best, which will end up getting everybody killed by bombing Earth because they just the Belters aren't at the same level as earth or as the martians and i can't blame her but it feels like part of the reason she's loyal to him is they have some sort of relationship it might be to me it felt like a sexual relationship which yeah. is why she betrayed
0: him. i mean come on when you're on a, i mean yeah when you're out in space for that long i mean <laughs> you know it's like i mean i think if you build any type of a relationship with someone it's maybe just kind of gonna go there i mean like like when you're in like that just small confined area It's not like it's not like it's not like a world. It's not like you know. It's not like Earth or Mars. I mean, I don't even know how colonized Mars is in terms of the whole planet. But it's not like Earth, where if I get sick of the people in the U.S., I'll go to Brazil or something. Or I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's what was her motivation when she said that, um, because she said she chose him. She chose Fred over Dawes, and I think there's something where she chose him before he knew she was a double agent. And she feels betrayed by his telling him. But I understand why Fred did it. Fred is pretty much saying he's he's putting a line on the sand and saying the Belters will no longer be the trash, garbage people for any of you. We will not be ma- manipulated by the OPA or by Mars or by Earth. I think they're leaning towards saying we want to be our own like colony or independent mm-hmm. nation or something.
0: Right, and then yeah, because they're they're the kind of the third tier. Yes, because they're not they're not a real planet, and they've never actually touched like soil or been in like any type of real atmosphere. Yes. Um, Yeah, so like back on the ship, I mean, you know, we see like Holden and Prax kind of have this like bonding moment. And because the whole thing was that for Prax, it was very much that he was under the impression that the protomolecule alien could have been his daughter. As we know, that's not the case, but he doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. And even after the death of the the alien burned being burned up, you know, it's still just kind of like a and the good thing is, though, is that. Holden last season got to see the thing face to face Mm -hmm. and was like I didn't see any type of human in there Mm -hmm. so like then of course when they're all in the ship at first Naomi convinces them let's just go to Tycho let's just go to Tycho because Fred Johnson is the devil that we know but then Holden comes back later on and is like no you know what I made a promise to Prax and we've been very selfish about our own agenda this time let's do the I mean in his mind let's do the right thing Mm -hmm. and help him go find his daughter we're going to Io
2: I think that is fair. And also they need to learn more, not only about the proto-molecule, but about that scientist doctor and the children and what they're doing. I personally think that they're somehow either growing them in the children or something. and But I'm not sure. I haven't quite figured out how they're doing it. But there's a reason they have those children and why they selected certain children. And it's not out of the goodness of his heart in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, and then sure enough, too, I mean, like, like, luckily we see that that Katir, Bobby, Theo, and Abbasarala get off the ship, except that there's there's a little wrench, yes. you know, in their plans, because, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, one fast ship that only can seat two people, and there's, like, a drop ship, and so they're, like, you know, like, so, like, they manage to split up, and mm-hmm. the scene with Avasarala and Bobby... And he's like, "Get me off of this thing." It was so
2: funny. That was hilarious. That and her saying, "You need to take your jewelry off." Why didn't you take my jewelry off? Well, take your head off, but you know, hey, that's on you. And then she's like taking it off all resentfully, and I'm like, "Yeah, girl, that jewelry was really cute, so don't lose it
0: or leave it anywhere." And I mean, you know, you know, of course, we hear all sorts of like colorful language on the they show but a lot. yeah but but this is what i thought was funny is that she's just like hold on to your tits <laughs> you know, and i was like oh they're saying that now too i was like okay which isn't which isn't like r-rated language but still kind of very colorful
2: i can say as a woman with big bosoms you do have to hold them down because it will give you a black <laughs> eye in that atmosphere i could just imagine them just like a bam 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 I'd be like nah, i'm just gonna hold these down for a minute um And I thought it was really interesting that they missed a proto molecule in the ship.
1: Remember? Mm
2: -hmm. I thought that would be really an interesting little hint of what's going on. But since they're all divided, one on the drop ship, one on the super fast ship, I don't know how they're going to get back together or how they're going to find each other. But...
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, because the drop ship, from what I understand, just sounds like it drops... And where does it drop to? Does it drop to a planet? Or do they have to swing by and pick them up somehow? Because they definitely don't want the Earth ship to pick them up. Right. That would be a bad idea for everyone.
0: Um, all right. Well, here's well, – here's, let's – okay. So we're going to – before I get to – right before I get to predictions, I'm going to talk a little about this season. So, like, the one big piece of news and, like, it's <laughs> – <TV news. laughs> So, yeah, the one little big piece of news, if you guys watched the show Lost – And if you guys ever saw the remake, which wasn't that great of the show V, um, or if you guys happen to see the movie Gia with Angelina Jolie, (laughs) Elizabeth Mitchell... Who is a definitely like a you know beautiful blonde? She's you know she knows the sci-fi fantasy universe. She's gonna be guest star recurring this season, Ooh. and I was tempted to ask Kaz about it, but since he's gonna be <laughs> here later, I figure like we can ask him then about his experience if he got to work with her or not. I didn't want him to spoil it too much, but and this is this has already been online, so but I guess wanna let you guys know that expect to see her. Can't wait to see her, wow. which means let's go into predictions. Uh, so Cherry what do you think
2: I think as far as my predictions go they're going to start working and trying to figure out how they can become a cohesive team again with Naomi and I think when they get to the planet the kids I believe are still going to be alive but I think they're going to be in suspended animation and I think they're going to be crystallized or something and then it'll be a race to save the children.
0: What I think are two things. Number one is there's gonna be I think there's I still think there's gonna be a riff, and Naomi still is gonna be on an island because now all these guys are saying, We're going to She was ready. She was like saying, was like, Take me to Tycho, you guys can boot me, but instead they're going to Io. Mm-hmm. And so she's like the lone wolf amongst the guys that are like ready to like go find this girl. So she's like so she's still alienated. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see where Bobby and Avasarala end up because if they end up where they're supposed to, she's gonna is gonna be kicking butt all over the place, and she's got her bodyguard Bobby to mm-hmm. like help her reinforce all that. So,
2: and she has that uh, memory bots thing, mm-hmm. so she's ready to tell names. She's ready to like let everybody know, and she is ready to embed her foot up Sandover's behind.
0: Um, hey guys, so I just wanted to say thank you to Jay Becker, to ABK 88, Marvin Richardson, Folger X uh, for joining in the chat and watching us live. And you guys can find us here every Sunday at 6 o'clock um, for the Expanse After Show. Cherry, where can everybody find you?
2: They can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Cherry underscore LA. And are you on any other shows for After Buzz? I am on The Terror. I am on Deception. And I can't wait for Z Nation to start up again next year as well.
0: Okay, awesome. Hey, guys, <laughs> and I'm Rick Hong. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-A-C-K-H-U-N-G. Right after this, I'm going to Netflix picks. So if you guys want to find out what to watch on Netflix, watch like watch in a few minutes because I'll be talking Lost in Space. And I'll be talking The Imposters. I'll be talking Hilarity for Charity. Carrie Lane will be back here next week. And you guys can find her at Carrie D. Lane. And uh, we will see you same time, same place
1: next time.